Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to Movie Geeks United. We're talking about March Blu-rays and 4Ks. And... Yes. Rounding them all up like we normally do, due to popular demand. <laughs> Did you buy anything any recently, or have you no. seen anything, or just haven't always bought, curious? Haven't bought anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know I'm interested in the Second Sight uh, Texas Chainsaw. I'm interested in the um, the Martin. Is that also Second Sight? Who did Martin? It is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm interested in those two, but you know I don't have a region free player, so I'm wondering how much of those extras are going to be inaccessible to me. Probably but, all of the everything but the 4K disc itself is is probably going to be inaccessible. To be so quite honest. all the extras will probably be on the Blu-rays. Outside mm-hmm. of commentaries, right? Yes, I, yeah. I would assume so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if you had a uh, if if you had an external Blu-ray drive, you could plug into your computer. You can change the region coding on those. Oh, really? Yeah, you can, and you can pick up one of those for about fifty bucks. Uh, the ones where you can watch them, you know, just plug it into USB on your uh, desktop or whatever, or laptop, whatever the case may be. And there are region coding settings in there, so you can go in there and. Why the hell would them. they be on that little thing and not? Player, I know, right? A player that costs you hundreds of dollars. It's nuts. Because I use my Blu-ray uh, player. I have an external that I use. I picked it up. I think I paid like fifty for it or something. And it's it's good. It's good. And um, I, to be quite honest, occasionally if it's a title that I'm not really super excited about, but I want to watch it just to say that I saw it. Uh, I will speed it up a little bit. <laughs> that's that's what I like about the external drive. You can actually mm. <laughs> watch it a little bit faster if it's something, especially the extras. Those those you know the film itself. I try to watch those in normal speed and try to get it on the best presentation possible. But if you're trying to watch the extras, you know there's no harm in watching those a little faster, especially if you pull up those subtitles. Um, I don't see any harm in that. Or if you're just listening to an audio commentary, you know, you can, uh, like I said, speeding that up uh, just slightly. You don't want to overdo it, but speeding, speeding it up just a little bit, you can you can hear the audio commentary and get that done, too. So that's, that's another option. So I like those external drives. I always try to have one on hand, a Blu-ray external. Uh, okay, what are we looking at for March? Okay, well, we'll start out as we normally do, doing that chronological thing. March 6, 2023, we had Superman the movie getting reissued in 4K. This is just the previous uh, edition, not the new uh, edition that's coming out soon with the still book and all that. This is just the previous 4K, which is quite nice, actually. I have it. Uh, and what is good about this, if you don't have it, is that it retains the original 70 millimeter six track audio track that was included in 1978's presentations theatrically and it hasn't been on any of the home video releases on disc that i'm aware of and this is the only way you can get it and it's a little bit slightly different from the uh, other audio mixes that have been included over the years so if you want the and it's not to my knowledge going to be included on the new warner brothers 4k box set uh, they will not be putting in the uh, the 70 millimeter audio track so if you want that, I think the only way to get it is the uh, the previous issue of Superman, the movie on 4K. So, um, yeah, for whatever it's worth. But, yeah, getting reissued. Uh, moving along to March 7th, we have Air Force One and Mask of Zorro getting a 4K, up, 4K upgrades from Sony Pictures. And those, uh, obviously, 1997 release date for Air Force One, 1998 for Mask of Zorro. Both of them pretty successful, I'd say, and uh, pretty enjoyable of their type for what, what, for what they were. I think we talked about air force one a little more in depth on our last, uh, celebrating the summer of 1997. I believe we did, if I'm not mistaken last, last summer. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, a couple other things here, uh, rock, all the Rocky films are getting separate, uh, issues. You know, there was a box set it released at the tail end of February, all up for the first four films in the Rocky franchise had been upgraded to 4K with most of the extras from the Blu-ray set that uh, was the Undisputed Edition. I think it was from 2008, but not all. There were a few things that were left off, but uh, I did get a chance to finally look at these. They 
transfers are not nearly as problematic as one might led to be uh, to believe. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk and chatter online that uh, these transfers are bad, and because Warner Brothers uh, just picked up the distribution from a third party and they didn't do them in house, and I thought they looked the best they've ever looked. There's just sufficient grain. Uh, the blacks were pretty inky looking, and uh, I I watched uh, all four of them actually, and uh, and really um really relished uh, seeing them in this new 4K edition. Uh, there may be some audio issues i'm told that they may be pitched up a little too high on one of the films but how do we know that that's not the way they were intended maybe they were pitched too low on the previous issues who knows but anyway all these rocky films being issued separately if you just want to pick them up uh, one at a time you can do that and um we have Oh, Christmas Bloody Christmas, which was a recent horror film uh, from 2022. I'm not sure what the dis- who the distributor is on that, but uh, nevertheless, uh, we have uh, The Fan with Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes, directed by Tony Scott. This was a film that was re- released in uh, at the tail end of August of 96 and really didn't make much of a splash, and some people like it. I think it's okay. I don't think it's one of Tony Sp- Scott's high spots in his career, but... I don't know what your feelings are about it, but, uh, you know. I don't think I've revisited it. I just thought it was okay at the time, too. Same here. Yep, same here. But uh, Mill Creek doing the releasing honors on the fan and Blu-ray and, as well, the 1996 film Fear with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon, which this was in my glory days as a projectionist when this film was released. I think it was spring of 96, I mean. And uh, I remember seeing this when we had it, when we ran it, and I quite enjoyed it, I have to admit. I haven't revisited it. Maybe I've revisited once since then, but it's been a while. But I just thought it was a pretty good film for what it was. Uh, kind of kind of effective. I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to see it again. The House That Screamed from Arrow Video. Uh, that's a 1969, uh, well, I think it's a giallo-type horror film about a woman who runs a school for wayward girls in France. And um, anyway, she uh, she has an ad- this uh, woman who runs the school has an adolescent son. She tries to keep isolated from the young women in her school, lest he be tainted by sexual relations. And um, one by one, uh, their corpses start turning up. So anyway, this is a film that uh, has, I think, uh, also been, uh, there was an American version titled The Finishing School, I believe, as well, uh, and it was uh, distributed by American International at one point. Anyway, uh, The House That Screamed, this uh, 1969 horror film, has been newly restored by Arrow, and it uh, has some extras, commentaries, and featurettes, and all that stuff that they normally do with their releases, which are always quite good. Filler Up with Super is from Radiance Films, uh, 1976. It's a limited edition uh, this is also uh, distributed by the MBD distributors who also distribute the Arrow product. And it's um, it's about a car salesman who picks up a hitchhiker and, um, you know, they ride across the length of France from Lille to Côte d'Azur. And they, um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what happens, but it's kind of a character piece. I think about them, uh, this guy who's a car salesman picking up this hitchhiker. And I think they get into some kind of criminal trouble as well along the way. Um Anyway, it's, uh, again, got some uh, uh, scanned in 2K and released on Blu-ray and got some extras here uh, on this one as well. So fill her up with Super. Wasn't really familiar with this title, I must say. Uh, Camille from 1936. That is a Warner Archive release. And uh, that is uh, Greta Garbo, of course. Considered to be one of her best performances, uh, set in 1847 Paris. And, um, you know, it's um, in gambling dens and lavish soirees. Men of means exert their wills and women turn courtesans exult in pleasure. One such woman is Marguerite Gautier, played by Greta Garbo. The Camille of this sumptuous romance tale based on the uh, Alexandre Dumas story. Anyway, we have uh, this new restoration by the good folks at Warner Motion Picture Imaging, and it's beautiful. Uh, It really is. Uh, They also include the 1921 silent version of this film here as well. Uh, Audio bonus, Leo is on the air, radio promo. 
And, um, you know, so you get uh, two films for the price of one with this new Warner Archive edition of Camille. And another Warner Archive release that uh, came out was the Susan Hayward uh, critically acclaimed uh, old biopic of singer Lillian Roth, uh, who succumbed. Well, I don't know that she succumbed to alcoholism, but she certainly battled it. Let's put it that way. It's an Oscar winning. Uh, I think uh, Susan Hayward uh, earned a Best Actress Oscar nomination and a Cannes Film Festival Best Actress Award for her portrayal of Lillian Roth in the film. And that also stars Richard Conti, later on known for his role in The Godfather. And Eddie Albert and Joe Van Fleet and Don Taylor also turning up in this, directed by Daniel Mann. So this is I, I'll Cry Tomorrow from um, 1956. And this includes uh, a vintage Lillian Roth musical short story conference, three excerpts from the MGM Parade TV series, and a vintage newsreel excerpt covering the movie's premiere. So I'll Cry Tomorrow from Warner Archive has been issued. And um, let's see. We have, uh, let's see, uh, Let It Be Morning is a 2021 film that I wasn't really familiar with. This is an, a release from uh, from Cohen Media Group. It's a gently satirical tale of a man and his family trapped by military blockade inside a tiny Arab village in Israel, uh, directed by Aaron Coloran, and uh, I think there's a director interview here on this one. Um, and we'll go through all of the Kino titles all at once while we are at it. Little Miss Marker, starring, starring Shirley Temple. Um, she's a uh, She melts the hearts of a gang of hardened gamblers when she's left as an IOU or a quote-unquote marker for a debt. And uh, this is um, considered to be one of the, the brighter spots in the career of Shirley Temple. And I think it's one of the few films she did not do for 20th Century Fox. I think this is a universal release. And uh, there's a new commentary here by Lee Gambin and costume historian Elisa Rose in a trailer. Uh, it was later remade in 1980, starring Walter Matthau. The Crusades uh, from Cecil B. DeMille, directed by Cecil B. DeMille. Remade by Walter Matthau? Uh, remade with Walter Matthau, Little Miss Marker. Oh, okay, but there was uh, also a little girl in the Walter Matthau version, right? Yes. It wasn't Walter was. Matthau playing Shirley Temple's role. No, he wasn't. He <laughs> okay. wasn't playing both parts. <laughs> that would have been uh, truly bizarre. But uh, yeah, but there, I can't remember the name of the child actress that's in the 1980 version. Although I have probably that dead version. Now. Yep. <laughs> well, who knows? I don't know. Uh, the Crusades, 1935. Uh, Cecil B. DeMille. Uh, you know. Screen spectacle about the Crusades, obviously, of the title of the film. Loretta Young starring in this. And also we have a commentary here by filmmaker Ellen Arkush and film historian and filmmaker Daniel Creamer in the trailer. Um, we have a 1985 film with Kelly Preston, Fred Ward, Lori Laughlin, and Thomas Howell. See Thomas Howell. Secret Admirer. Uh, and I, uh, I'm a fan of this film. I think this is a, a quite funny 80s comedy, one of the one of the better ones, I personally think. Um, it uh, you know it's basically about a love letter that falls into the wrong hands, and uh, you know havoc ensues. But uh, I, I really I really enjoy this film, and it has a great score by Jan Hammer, uh, who was at the time really busy with his Miami Vice stuff. It's a, it's a good one. I've always wanted a complete score for this film. Only excerpts from it are on the soundtrack album. That was released back in the day, and it's never been revisited by another label, and that's that's too bad because there's some really good cues here that aren't on the album. But uh, this is a, like I said, a quite quite funny film, and uh, you get a new audio commentary here by director David Greenwalt, co-writer Jim Kulf, and associate producer Lynn Kulf, and uh, this is all moderated by historian and filmmaker Daniel Creamer again. And there's radio spots in the theatrical trailer and. Uh, so there's a new 2K, 2K scan here, the 35-millimeter interpositive. So uh, anyway, there you go. Uh, Making Mr. Right, starring John Malkovich and Anne Magnuson from 1987, where John Malkovich is essentially a scientist who creates a robot that looks like him, and it falls in love with Anne Magnuson, and she's she's one of his uh, employees, and she finds herself uh, in the eye of the uh, – uh, the, uh, 
the apple of this robot's eye, shall we say. It's directed by Susan Seidelman, who also did, of course, Desperately Seeking Susan. We've had her on the show before, I remember. John Malkovich, as I said, starring uh, Ann Magnus and Glenn Headley, the late Glenn Headley, Laurie Metcalf, Laurie Metcalf and Ben Masters. Um, there's a new uh, 2K scan here of the 35mm intrapositive. New commentary by Susan Seidelman and star Ann Magnuson. New interview with Ann Magnuson and the uh, new interview with the Susan Seidelman, too. So there you go. Uh, Making Mr. Right, special edition. I know uh, Roger Ebert was a big fan of this one. I think he gave it like three and a half stars or something. Quite quite a glowing review. Uh, I watched it and I thought it was okay. I can't say that I share. It's not quite. It has a few good moments there but it doesn't quite hang together for me but anyway love letters from 1945 starring jennifer jones joseph cotton and um it's about a woman who uh a trusting young woman who suffers from amnesia after her husband's violent death and then finds herself real romanced by joseph cotton uh this getting a new 2k scan as well audio commentary by uh brian reisman and max Ebry. so uh there you go on that one double crossbones starring donald o'connor it's a Oh, it's a comedy adventure, also starring Will Gear, uh, who was Grandpa Walton, of course, on The Waltons. 1951 is the release date here. New commentary by Lee Gammon and uh, Frank, uh, Gary Frank G. And the trailer, No Man is an Island. Jeffrey Hunter stars in this action uh, film taking place in World War One, uh, World War during World War Two. Sorry, December seventh, uh, actually, 1941, uh, during the. Uh, the uh, Battle of Pearl, the uh, Pearl Harbor attack, rather. Uh, Richard Goldstone directing and Jeffrey Hunter starring Barbara Perez and Paul Edwards Jr. A new commentary by Steve Mitchell and Combat Films. American realism author Stephen J. Rubin. Theatrical trailer, too. Uh, Bob Hope and Shirley Ross are in Thanks for the Memory from 1938. He's a newlywed novelist, and uh, he's trying to finish his uh, first masterpiece, and uh, his beautiful bride dreams of a better life for them. Their eclectic group of friends drop in and out as they please, keeping him up and away from his typewriter. So it's the problems of a writer. Essentially, a uh, new audio commentary by Michael Schlesinger and a trailer for Thanks for the Memory from 1938. Never Say Die is another Bob Hope film. Martha Ray and Bob Hope in this one. And uh, here's this is one of those films where he's misdiagnosed, uh, misdiagnosed of own, with a uh, only a month to live, and it sends him uh, uh, on a madcap matrimonial romp through a Swiss spa. And uh, there you have it. Um, there's a new commentary here too by Paul Anthony Nelson and Lee Zachariah, and the trailer. Alan Ladd starring in Lucky Jordan from 1942, and it's uh. A wise guy finding himself in one predicament after another when he discovers he can no longer avoid the draft. A self-serving New York racketeer fall, fails at his half-hearted attempt at military life and goes AWOL. Uh, you have the commentary by Sam Deegan on this one and the trailer. Twelve Angry Men getting the 4K treatment, in the 1957 classic, uh, getting its uh, 4K debut here. And you also get in this set the William Friedkin remake from 1997, which is also pretty good, I think. It's about it's longer by about a half an hour. Uh, so you get two versions for the price of one. And you also get some commentaries here and uh, some uh, other stuff. Uh, making of the 12 Angry Men and a featurette. So uh, 12 Angry Men starring Henry Fonda, Lee J. Cobb, and... Jack Warden and Martin Balsam and many, many others getting a 4K upgrade. If I Had a Million, starring Gary Cooper and Charles Lawton from 1932, directed by Ernest Ernst Lubitsch, and um, also starring W.C. Fields. This comedy uh, comes with a commentary by Alan Arkush and Daniel Creamer in the trailer. And then we have Counselor at Law, starring John Barrymore from 1933, uh, directed by William Wyler. Uh, often cited as the best film to ever tackle the intricacies and pitfalls of the legal profession. Uh, new commentary by Daniel Creamer and Catherine Weiler and the trailer. Search for Beauty from 1934. Uh, that stars Ida Lupino and Buster Crabbe. And um, 
It's a pro- romantic pre-code comedy about two Olympic athletes brought in to run a health and beauty magazine. Uh, new audio commentary by Lee Gambin and Emma Westwood. And we have Tomahawk from 1951, directed by uh, action-adventure ace George Sherman and starring Van Heflin, Yvonne DiCarlo. And a new commentary by Lee Gambin on that one as well. Border, uh, Border River from 1954, starring Joel McRae and Yvonne DiCarlo and directed by George Sherman. Now that gets a new commentary by Toby Rowan and the trailer and Rawhead Rex, the 1986 horror film from uh, I think it was penned by um oh isn't that the uh, the author of Hellraiser I believe Clive Barker I think penned that one uh, David Duke starring in this one it's a 4K upgrade of Rawhead Rex always heard this one wasn't too good so I kind of skipped it and I did not get a review copy of it. Uh, and you have some new interviews and behind the scenes featurettes and all that stuff. So that's your, uh, that's your Kino releases for the month of, uh, March. Yes. The whole month of March. We also have, uh, the Criterion releases. We'll go through these real fast. Mildred Pierce, the, uh, Oscar winning, uh, Joan Crawford iconic performance as Mildred. A single mother hell-bent on freeing her children from the stigma of economic hardship gave her the only Oscar she had in her career. And this... uh, I like both Mildred Pierce's. I do, too. I do, too. Yes, totally agree. Yep, they both have their... uh, Of course, I'm pretty sure Betty Davis says that they approached her originally for that role. (laughs) That's quite possible, I would say. Yes. Well, this is a 4K upgrade, uh, but uh, unfortunately, the packaging is exactly the same, and there are no bonus features that weren't included on the previous Blu-ray. Uh, you do get conversation with critics Molly Haskell and Robert Polito, an excerpt from a 1970 episode of David Frost show featuring Joan Crawford, and you get a 2002 feature-length documentary on Joan Crawford, the ultimate movie star. So uh, there's some interesting stuff here. Uh, you got a segment from a 1969 episode of the Today Show featuring James M. Kane, believe it or not. Uh, but, you know, some interesting extras, but none of them are new. Inland Empire has been issued on just Blu-ray. I don't think 4K would have really made much of a difference. This is David Lynch's uh, first digitally shot feature. Uh, you know, his meditation on the enigmas of time, identity, and cinema itself. Oh, is that what and, that is? Yeah, that's what he claims, or they claim. Anyway, uh, I never saw it. It just didn't seem like something that would appeal to me, so I skipped it. <laughs> Maybe it's good. I know you're the big Lynch fan, and uh, I like him, too, as a general rule, but sometimes you just know something's not for you. And no, I, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm a big fan, but I, don't, I only like half of his movies. <laughs> what did you uh, – well, this has a, this is a, a new director-approved uh 4K restoration. I mean, it was shot on digital video, so I don't know how much 4K restoration can be done. Uh, Anyway, there's a new 5.1 surround sound uh, master audio on here, uncompressed stereo soundtracks. Two films from 2007, Lynch 1 and Lynch 2 by Black and White, the makers of David Lynch, The Art Life. New conversation between Laura Dern, Kyle MacLachlan. More things that happen. 75 minutes of extra scenes. Uh, and the film's 180 minutes unto itself. So anyway, there you go. More things that happened. Uh, yeah, we just mentioned that. Ballerina, a 2007 short film by Lynch, and reading by Lynch of excerpts from Room to Dream, his 2018 book. So uh, I don't know if you're a fan of Inland Empire, and uh, I don't know what your feelings are about it, uh, or if you saw it. Even. I'm not. I watched some. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I had a feeling that might be my reaction, so I skipped it. But, um, yeah, um, so anyway, we have Last Hurrah for Chivalry, which is an early John Woo film about a nobleman and his quest for vengeance. Um, There's a lot of sword play going on here and all that type of stuff. Uh, 1979's the release date for this. Uh, there's You get audio interview with John Woo for this, a new interview with Grady Hendrix, the author of These Fists, Break Bricks and the trailer. So uh, Last Hurrah for Chivalry. Uh, that's um, a John early John Woo film. And Chilly Scenes of Winter, getting the Chilly 
not the chili, getting the Criterion treatment, rather, the uh, trailblazing Joan Micklin Silver uh, digs fearlessly into the psychology of a thorny relationship in this anti-romantic comedy based on the best-selling novel by Anne Beatty. I, I am a fan of this film, I have to admit. Uh, it is it is good, and certainly a failure when it originally was released, and now it, it it's, uh, it's kind of... Uh, come completely around i think there are a lot of fans of it now john hurd starring here in the lead and mary bath hurd is the girl that he just can't forget uh there's a new uh 4k transfer here you get a new program featuring uh, griffin dunn mark metcalf and amy robinson who produced the film a documentary from 1983 about director joan micklin silver excerpts of a 2000 interview with micklin silver an original ending of the film cut by micklin silver for its re-release in 1982 so, uh, did you read the recent on. piece on Paul Schrader living in the retirement home? No. no, I totally missed that. Yeah, his wife's uh, Alzheimer's is um, advanced that she needs full time care, so she he moved to New York City to the um, this real luxury retirement home where she gets medical care and he has this one bedroom apartment in there and goes mm-hmm. down to see her every now and uh, every day and. Says the one media he has, he has lots of books, but the one media he has is that Chili Scenes of Winter because it's his favorite movie of his wife's. Oh my gosh, I didn't know she had Alzheimer's. How did I miss that? Yeah, for years now, yeah. Oh my god, that's so sad. Wow, she's not. She can't be. Well, I guess she's probably around late sixties, early seventies, or something. But I don't think of that as being too old. But I guess yeah, he's uh, he's busier than ever. He's like oh, yeah. written three screenplays, sold two of them, and he's going to direct the third one that he wrote. So. Oh, man. Oh, I just hate that for him, and I hate that for her because she's such a great actress. She's in so many great movies. That's just incredibly sad to hear, and I, I don't know how I missed that, but that's just heartbreaking. <laughs> I got to tell you something. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, what were you going to say? Uh, 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 I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't say it on air, and I might not remember to delete it, so I don't want to run the risk. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll come back to it after we finish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, The Whale has been issued by, uh, oh, Lionsgate. It's an A24 release. The recent Oscar winner, Brendan Fraser, taking in his uh, getting his first Academy Award for Best Actor. Uh, I like this film. Uh, I did like it. You know, it was kind of received tepidly, I would say. I mean, his performance was always uh, cited as being good, but other than that, it's a lot of people saying, meh, you know, but I thought it was a very moving film and ultimately enjoyed it, even though it is a little stage bound. Uh, you know, it's obviously, it's the story of a reclusive English teacher who attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. And of course, he's a uh, massively overweight person you know so there's that too anyway it's uh i like it i like the whale and uh, i was quite moved by it and uh, you know it's out on blu-ray no 4k i was like a like an afterthought how you just described it and of course he's overweight you know there's that too <laughs> well, you know. it's like saying well, that the, the robert de niro would hate he's got relationship problems you know he can't commit but he finds this girl and he relaxes oh he's a he, he's a thief too but the, the main point <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's no mention of his uh obesity in the uh description on the the, the jack on the uh the back of the box. None whatsoever. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I, I just think that's funny that they're completely avoiding that. So, I mean, maybe they're assuming that, you know, his picture on the front and the title of the film is The Whale, that you'll get it. But I don't know. <laughs> I just think that's quite quite curious that they don't even bother yeah. to, to mention that. But, well, anyway. But I thought I would. So, <laughs> uh, I think most people know that already. But anyway, the core... From 2003 has been given a 4K Ultra HD upgrade from Paramount. Uh, this is uh, it's where they go what into the Earth's core or something. I can't remember. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the only way to say Earth, yeah, from catastrophes, drill down to the core. See, it's set it spinning again. Aaron Eckhart and Hillary Swank and Delroy Lindo and Stanley Tucci and Richard Jenkins. And we'll call Bruce Willis the best deep core yeah. driller in my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that was a blooper, a Billy Bob Thornton blooper on, on Armageddon. 
<laughs> he said that. Don't think I saw that. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, the core. You know, Chinatown does not get a 4K release, but the core from 2003 does. So there you go. Uh, I'll let you figure that one out yourself. Uh, the Prince of Egypt has uh, the animated film from uh, retelling of the story of Moses from 1998 has been given a 4K upgrade as well. And uh, Streets of Fire getting a 4K upgrade from Shout Factory. Uh, and it's part of their Shout Select line of titles. All the previous extras have been ported over from their Blu-ray release from several years ago. So uh, there is that. Uh, um, we have Razorback, the horror film directed by M Russell Mulcahy, who is better known for his Duran Duran videos and such. In the early 80s, he made his feature film debut with this film about a wild, vicious pig terrorizing the Australian outback. And uh, you've got Gregory Harrison from Trapper John M.D. here in the lead. And uh, Russell, like I said, uh, Russell Mulcahy directing, as I said. Uh, I think that's the first time ever Blu-ray release from Shout Factory. And uh, there are a few new extras here, a few new interviews and, and such. I know there is a fan base for this one uh, i remember seeing this one in the video store oh just about every time and i remember the reviews weren't too good when it came out so i was kind of afraid to waste my money on it because money was not something that i could just throw away when i was a teenager and i was like yeah there's better movies to rent than razorback so i never did see it and uh, still haven't so i can't really comment on that a man called auto has been issued by sony pictures uh sony home video or whatever uh this is the recent tom hanks film that i thought wasn't very good where he plays a curmudgeon who learns to be a better man but he's my problem with the film was he's just not curmudgeonly enough you know it's kind of the same premise as um as good as it gets except jack nicholson is much more curmudgeonly and you and you buy it you just feel like in this film that tom hanks is way too nice mm -hmm. it's directed by mark forrester who has seen much better days with with films such as uh, Monsters Ball, which I am a huge fan of. I couldn't believe it's the same guy uh, directing this film who directed that one. So I don't know, but, um, well, anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, Phenomena has been uh, re or, uh, released, yeah, by Synapse. Uh, I was trying to see who the label was. Yeah, that's uh, Synapse. This is the, uh, the horror film from Dario Argento starring Jennifer Connelly as the girl who has control over the insects and all that. Uh, all the previous extras from the Blu-ray issue from a couple of years back have been carried over, uh, but it's a new uh, 4K transfer. It looks great. Uh, phenomena. That's probably not my favorite Dario Argento film, but, you know, it has its moments, as they all do. Oh, so we also have a couple more Warner Archive titles here. Confessions of a Nazi Spy from 1939. This is uh, James Cagney, I believe. In that, um, Flamingo Road from 1949. That's again Joan Crawford. That's Edward G. Robinson in Confessions of a Nazi Spy. Sorry about that. Um, and I said uh, Flamingo Road, Joan Crawford, and Prince and the Showgirl, uh, starring Marilyn Monroe and Lawrence Olivier. I think they're only teaming on screen pairing together, rather. And um, I believe Lawrence Olivier directed her in this as mm -hmm. well. So. Yeah. First time, it's uh, one of the few titles that Mar Maryland's catalog that is controlled by Warner Brothers. Most of them are 20th Century Fox titles, but this is one of the few. They made it's, a movie uh, about that. They sure did, yeah. It was uh, My Week with Maryland, I believe, and I thought it was pretty good, actually. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed it, so uh, not bad. So um, we have um, the sequel to Wild Orchid, Wild Orchid 2. Movie Blue getting a Blu-ray issue. <laughs> Wild Orchid Scorpion. 2, what? What's the subtitle? Yeah, Blue Movie Blue. Oh. Uh, directed by Zalman King, written by Zalman King, of course. Is this the one with Angie Everhart? Who's the girl in it? Yeah, this is the one with Tom Skerritt, Robert Davey, oh, okay. um, Nina Samasco. An erotic thriller, and thriller with Robert Davey and Tom Skerritt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. Wow. Yep, yeah. I guess another somebody, nine and a half weeks. Maybe that was Angie Everhart. Yeah. I have somebody listed here as Brent David Fraser. I wonder if that's an early... Yeah. That's we him, we huh? had him on the show. Oh, I'd say, okay. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> His father 
Brent David Frazier. You know who his father is? No, I don't. He's the guy in Wild at Heart who's sitting at the bar and says, pigeons spread diseases and ruin things. You see that, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't know that. It's been in several Lynch movies, I think. Mm. Interesting. Well, um, yeah. So we'll uh, move it along here. We have, uh, for television fans of Star Trek, I will say that uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds has been issued this first season. Uh, with 100 minutes of special features from Paramount and CBS Studios home video, CBS home video in Blu-ray format. So we do have that. I know we normally don't do the uh, normally don't do the uh, the TV stuff, but just wanted to mention that because Star Trek is you know a film franchise as well. And we have a uh, see moving along here we. Uh, I think we've done all for that day, and we'll move. Uh, Labor Day has been issued on Blu-ray. That is uh, from 2013, the one with uh, Kate Winslet and Josh Brolin. Kind of critically lambasted film there, but uh, nevertheless, getting 4K, I mean a Blu-ray release. Uh, and then we'll move on to uh, March 21st, Dragon Slayer. Of course, we very recently spoke with Matthew Robbins, the director of the film, who was talking about this. And uh, this has been given a 4K upgrade. It completely bypassed Blu-ray. Never got a Blu-ray release at all. Went straight to uh, straight to 4K, and it looks quite good. And there's six new featurettes on this, I believe, and uh, it's steelbook and normal, regular standard editions, I guess you would say. But if you are a fan of Dragon Slayer, it looks and sounds quite good in this new edition. I would definitely recommend it. And Wes Craven's Red Eye, his suspense thriller from 2005, has been issued in 4K as well from Paramount. It's part of the Paramount Presents line of titles. And there are a few featurettes here on this. And then uh, the recent box office uh, smash, horror film Megan, or Megan, uh, 2022 uh, it's listed as really Megan. Yeah, really I like Megan. I thought that I was too. I thought it was good. I did too. I would like to see the unrated version. I saw the uh, the PG thirteen version. I would like to see. I the think unrated. it's so negligible. Yeah, I don't I know. I, I felt like there was some probably a couple yeah, because I looked up the running time of both of them. They were the same, I think, because they're both oh, on okay. Peacock. I think it was okay. probably just a little more blood in one of the killing scenes. Maybe it is. It's possible. But I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, you know, clever and smart and done well. Done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. I enjoyed it. Yeah, there was some definitely some good stuff going on there. Doctor Giggles has been given the Blu-ray treatment from Shout, a uh, Screen Factory rather, the 1992 horror film starring Larry Drake, which has a, a cult following in some circles. Uh, getting a few new extras there, a few new featurettes, and I think a new commentary as well. The recent box office disappointment. Babylon, which I like this film, but uh, I know a lot of people did not. But I, I was a big, big fan of it. Uh, I don't think it was completely successful, but it definitely went for broke. And uh, it, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of good stuff going on here. I was, I was uh, a bigger fan of this film than anything that was nominated for Best Picture. Let's just put it that way. So, what do I know? But <laughs> it was a movie that, to me, was actually cinematic. And that's the thing about it. So, um, made by somebody who has a command of, of cinema. But, you know, that's, uh, but I will admit there are some flaws in it. It's not totally perfect, but I, I certainly enjoyed it. Um, the, it's out in both 4K and Blu-ray editions. And you get a few new special features, a panoramic canvas called Babylon, the costumes of Babylon, scoring Babylon, deleted and extended scenes. Interesting to note, this is a three hour and eight minute film that has deleted and extended scenes so i don't know how many there were there but <laughs> yeah um critical condition couple paramount titles here critical conditions during richard Pryor has made the uh, upgrade to blu-ray never before available on blu-ray as has crazy people starring dudley moore and daryl hannah from 1990 damn they're going couple back in their warehouse they really are. They really are. Yeah, they put uh, both of these out on uh, out on Blu-ray. Uh, Who directed so Critical have... Condition? Oh, I don't think it's anybody. 
Isn't that, uh, I want to say Michael Ritchie, I want to say, but maybe I'm wrong. Michael Apted. Michael Apted. Wow. Did he really? Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's a wower. That's different. Yeah. uh, The the mind boggles. Well. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we'll move along to the 1981 horror film, A Final Exam, getting a 4K upgrade from a label called Dark Force Entertainment. And, uh, you know, there are some new extras on this as well. Never saw Final Exam, I don't believe. But um, anyway, it, uh, you know, was made at the, the height of the slasher craze. What more can you say about that? Sorry, Wrong Number, the 1948 suspense film starring Burt Lancaster and Barbara Stanwyck, has also been issued by Screen Factory. Uh, and um, this is, uh, there's some new featurettes and uh, commentary on this as well. So sorry, wrong number, getting a first-time-ever Blu-ray release uh, from Scream and Shout. And so we will move along to the last day of the month. We have March the 28th now, and um, we have All Quiet on the Western Front. The uh, recent Best Picture nominee and winner for Best Foreign Film has been issued in a standard edition and a book as a, uh, I think it's a, I want to say, 44-page book, 24-page book, sorry. Um, a really handsome packaging on this, but uh, 4K. This was a Netflix, uh, it was, we got it streaming here on Netflix, uh, not much of a theatrical release, I don't think, but uh, this is one of their, and I think they did a distribution deal with with uh, the financiers of this film, so that's why it's getting a disc release. Normally it wouldn't if it was on Netflix. Isn't it crazy that Woody Allen could win Best Foreign Film next year? That is crazy. Well, he absolutely could. Yeah, it's going to debut. It's going to be there at Cannes, they say. I heard. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll be curious. Um, you know, I'm sure that his detractors will be out in full force. So. I don't think I don't think they will at Cannes. No, not at Cannes, but uh, they will they will be out in full force to try oh. to stop it from coming to America. I mean, so uh, if they possibly can, so uh, we'll see how that all turns out. Uh, yeah, so Dead Silence getting a 4K release. This horror film from 2007, uh, Screen Factory putting this out in a new 4K edition. It's previously been issued on Blu-ray by them, I believe, and The Lighthouse from 2019. Starring Willem Dafoe, uh, making the 4K upgrade uh, via Lions Gate. Uh, the Sun from 2022, starring Hugh Jackman, getting a uh, Blu-ray release from Sony. Um, and I did not see that one, so I can't really say too much about it one way or the other. Uh, I think it was kind of received uh, tepidly, as I said earlier. Uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation from... 2013, the sequel to the earlier G.I. Joe film starring, uh, I believe The Rock was in this, I think. I can't remember. Channing Tatum, I can't remember. But anyway, they all run together. Uh, I wasn't crazy about this when I did see it theatrically, and it wasn't uh, not not good. So, <laughs> But anyway, I know they're fans. So anyway, G.I. Joe Retaliation, getting a 4K upgrade from Paramount. And I wanted to say MPI is the uh, studio with All Quiet on the Western Front, by the way, uh, for whatever it's worth. I wanted to mention that. And uh, we have the recent uh, Gerard Butler film, Plane, uh, this year. That has been issued on Blu-ray. And um, let's see, just a couple of other things. The recent uh, film, Missing, also getting a release on Blu-ray. And this, I believe, is Lionsgate, I do believe. A 1980 horror film called Nightmares that I was not really familiar with. It's getting a release from Umbrella Entertainment. It uh, stars Gary Sweet and Ginny Newman. And uh, that's one that I really really wasn't a whole really familiar with. But uh, one of my favorite films of the 70s, thankfully, has been issued on Blu-ray for the first time ever. I am excited about this. Black Sunday, produced by the great Robert Evans and directed by John Frankenheimer about the uh, couple of terrorists plot to um, basically kill people at the Super Bowl. And it was filmed at the real 
1976 Super Bowl, actually, which is something that I don't know could be done today. Uh, I think it's an incredibly it's based on the Thomas Harris novel, Bruce Dern starring in this, Robert Shaw in one of his last major roles. Uh, I just think it's tense and exciting and just it's amazing. Some of the practical stunts and uh, that are done in this film, I just uh, quite a fan of it. Black Sunday, and uh, it has been issued with a new commentary and a few new featurettes via Arrow. Uh, and uh, I was so, so happy to see this. So I must say I, I am happy. I'm pleased. Um, so the 1983 film Breathless, uh, the remake starring Richard Gere, directed by Jim McBride, which Quentin Tarantino always says is much better than the original. <laughs> of course such refined yeah. tastes yes yeah he uh, loves the fact that the character in this one is a big silver surfer fan which he was not in the original so that's the selling point i think anyway i always thought it was fine uh, of its type uh you know i don't know if it's better than the original but it's it's not bad I enjoy Breathless. I can't really say that it's it's a bad film. But anyway, uh, getting... Jim McBride, did he do um, Great Balls of Fire? He did. You are correct, sir. Uh, and Jerry Lee Lewis sings Breathless. Yeah, that That's is true. a coincidence. I wonder if his uh, version of it is in this film. I can't remember. <laughs> it is, yeah. Oh, okay. Breathless. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's... Uh, yeah, this is a Fun City edition. It's one of the uh, labels that is also distributed by Vinegar Syndrome, and yeah. uh, they uh, they put out some good stuff, and they've, they've done the honors on this one, this Blu-ray edition, with some new extra features, new commentary, uh, featurettes, all that stuff, documentaries. Wanted, starring uh, Angelina Jolie from 2008, has been upgraded to 4K, I think that's a Paramount title, I do believe. No, it's a Shout Factory title. That's right. Uh, James McAvoy and Morgan Freeman also starring in this one with a few new extras. And uh, some previously issued extras, I think, being retained as well. And we have Freeway 2, Confessions of a Chick Baby, <laughs> being issued by Vinegar Syndrome. I was a fan of the original Freeway starring Reese Witherspoon. Never saw this one. Although it's written and directed by the same guy who made the original, Matthew Bright. So I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's worth seeing. Hmm. So who who knows? Maybe now I'm I'm wondering. Um, Natasha Leon and Vincent Gallo and uh, David Allen Greer appearing oh, in this. Shit! I just spilled my drink all over me. Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Damn it. I hate when that happens. Well, we're almost done here. Right. Uh, the five. Five Days uh, has been issued in 4K. That's a 1973 film uh, being issued by Severin about the the uh, in the it's a Dario Argento film actually about the um, the final days of uh, the Italian Revolution uh, and uh, about these two people who hook up and travel the streets of Milan there in the final in the five days of uh, this uh, anyway it's a Dario Argento film so uh, Five Days getting a 4K release from uh, Severin films and party girl from 1995 starring Parker Posey. That is getting a Blu-ray release. I think this is a fun city edition. Yes. Again, uh, of course, uh, kind of made a star out of Parker Posey and, um, also Leah Schreiber starring in this one. And there's a uh, new extras, new commentary, new interviews, all that stuff. So party girl from 1995. And we, uh, we have one of the final titles I'll talk about is the new 4K release of William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist 3, uh, which has been issued on 4K, uh, previously issued by Blu-ray from Screen Factory, I think went out of print, now back in print in 4K. And we have um, the theatrical cut on this uh, 4K disc, and then we have a director's cut on another disc, on a Blu-ray disc. And we have an interview with William Peter Blatty, a five-part five documentary on the making of the film, featuring interviews with many of the cast and crew. And uh, we have uh, photo galleries, uh, trailers, uh, deleted scenes, alternate takes, bloopers, deleted prologue, you name it. Uh, really great. And the transfer looks great. I did get a chance to look at this. So if The Exorcist 3 is your bag, and I like it, 
I like it. Um, you know, uh, you might want to consider picking up this new Scream, Scream Factory edition of The Exorcist 3. And then one more title. We have uh, Cinderella, the uh, classic 1950 animated film being issued in 4K as well. And that covers the March titles on Blu-ray. 